the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. KSLR is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you'll get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of the Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Micah Koop. Thank you for joining us today. You're listening to The Word in South Texas, AM 630 KSLR. And you're joining us for our Church of the Week segment, our feature where we get to sit down in the studio with a pastor from a local church doing great things in our community. They're spreading the love of Jesus and they're getting the message of the gospel to our city. And today we have with us the pastor of Believers Family Worship Center, Pastor Lupe Gallardo. Pastor Lupe, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, it's certainly great to have you, and and we want to hear what's going on at Believers Family Worship Center. We want to know what God is doing through your local congregation. But before we get into all that, Pastor Lupe, can you just take a few minutes and tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I have got saved in uh, 1982, and uh, from that time I had no church background. And uh, what the Lord did was he started teaching me about the Word of God, the Word of faith, and speaking the Word, and and deliverance was a, was a big area. In 1982, I received my own deliverance, and it was a life-changing experience. I never understood what the Word of God said about being free in Jesus Christ. But once I had my own deliverance and it took place in my life, then I was able to understand so that God could teach me and help me so that I could go and help others and they could be free. That's great to hear, Pastor. Um, so many people don't realize the freedom that there is in Christ. And it's great to hear that you experienced that uh, several years ago, and now you've been able to impart that to other people. What about your, your family, your upbringing? Are you from the San Antonio area, or, or how did you get to, the, to this, this great city that we have here? Yes, sir. I was uh, moved to San Antonio when I was two weeks old. My mom was very sick, and we moved back to San Antonio after I was born. I grew up here, attended school here, and I graduated from Highlands High School in 1970. After that, I went in the Navy for eight years, got out, worked in Corpus Christi for a while, and came back to San Antonio. Right after I got back to San Antonio, I got saved the following year. My aunt invited me to church, and I didn't know what I was going for, didn't understand. (laughs) Didn't know what you're getting into. I didn't even know I was born again after it happened, and that's a very true statement. I went to church. I went forward, asked the Lord to save me, but I was sincere. Mm -hmm. I meant it, and God totally changed my life. He took a lot of things from me, and thank God that he did. That's great. Uh, do you have any family here in the area? Or? I have very little family here in San Antonio. But right now what God has done for me is my family is growing in the church of God. And that's where we spend most of our time. Now, you said you were in the Navy for eight years. What did you do in the Navy? I was an aircraft electrician. What I did was I worked on the airplanes and make sure there are electrical systems, navigation, autopilot, those kind of things. We would troubleshoot them and fix them and rewire them. And we went to Vietnam for a little while and saw what that was all about and then came back safely finally. 
That's that's good to hear because a lot of people don't come back safe. <laughs> that's right. When you got out of the Navy, um, was there? Did you go into a, a secular job doing the same thing, or, or how did how did all that work out for you? Yes, sir. I I got out of I got out of the Navy in 1979, and uh, I got out on a Monday, and by Friday I had a job, and I went to work at a computer uh, building house. They they built computers. They they started from scratch, and I was a supervisor over three or four people building computers. And then my father got sick, and then I left that job and came to San Antonio. But it was all part of God's plan to come here and to get saved. And I see that now. Now you now you talked about God's plan there, Pastor Lupe. And uh, before you started Believer's Family Worship Center, um, obviously there there had to have been an experience where the Lord called you into the ministry. And uh, can you tell us maybe a little bit about that, where you went from – obviously an unbeliever, to actually knowing the Lord, to actually a call to share the gospel uh, with, with other people. Sure. When, when I came back to San Antonio, I, um, I got a job, as I said, and at the airport as an aircraft electrician. Uh, soon after that, um, I went to Kelly Air Force Base, and I got, got a job there. They picked me up over there to go to work. And as I was there, uh, I had just gotten saved in 1982, October, and right after that, the Lord showed me within a year after I got saved, this is what the Lord showed me, two things. He said, teach my people they don't have to be bound by Satan any longer, and that the Word of God should be a tool that they can use in their walk every single day to walk victoriously. So that was a long time ago. And it wasn't until just here four years ago that the Lord showed me Believer's Family Worship Center. And when I asked him, what's the vision for our church? What's the message? And he brought that back to memory. So those two things is what we do at Believer's Family Worship Center. Pastor Lupe, can you tell me those two things one more time? Because I think what you said there is very powerful. I don't want people to miss it. Sure. The first one was, tell my people they don't have to be bound by Satan any longer. And the second one was that the Word of God should be a tool that every believer can use in their life so they can walk victoriously every day. So really what that amounts to is getting saved, getting free, and then helping somebody else in the same manner. That's excellent, Pastor Lupe. You mentioned something there um, earlier about deliverance, that the Lord uh, showed you a little bit about deliverance and uh, being delivered from the traps of the enemy, being delivered from, uh, I think the the word refers to it as the, the wiles of the enemy, yes. you know, dodging all the darts he throws at us. That's right. Can you maybe expound a little bit on on? how you're able to help people walk through that same process that you went through. Sure. When I was prayed over and received my deliverance from the Lord, um, I had no church background. And I was one of those people you hear about in San Antonio that was uh, a very heavy drinker at the bar every single night. And when I got saved, the Lord took that away from me. The taste of alcohol was totally, completely gone from my life. Oh, that's powerful. But, but we had other issues. I had other issues to deal with. Sure. So when I went through deliverance, the Lord released me from those, I know this is controversial, but evil spirits that sure. were bothering me at the time. Well, isn't, isn't that what alcohol is called, is spirits? Yes, <laughs> yes it is, matter of fact. So I, I was set free from those bondages that, uh, that were influencing my life and, and actually running my life. So Soon after I got delivered, I just got into the Word of God because I needed some peace. I didn't get in the Word of God because I planned on being a pastor or a teacher or a minister. I needed peace in my life. 
And the more I learned about the Word of God, soon after that, the Lord started sending me people and asking me questions. And uh, my wife and I now have ministered to scores of people. And what we do is we sit with somebody, listen to their situation, and we totally depend on the Lord Jesus Christ to do the deliverance. We go in with an empty toolbox, totally trusting the Lord, because we know that we're not the ones that do it. We just show up, ask a few questions, and let God do his part. That's great, Pastor Lupe. You talked about coming out of the Navy, the salvation experience. You talked about uh, a little bit, maybe we got ahead of ourselves there, but Believers Family Worship Center. But how did you transition into ministry? You know, you didn't just go from being saved, having the call, and then bam, you're out there pioneering a church. But what what was the intermediate step? How did you actually get involved into the actual ministry of the Word? I went to several different churches looking for a church to go to. And I would go sit in church. I would listen. And uh, I don't know, it just wasn't the church that I felt that God had, had called me to. I was showing a friend of mine an apartment behind the old church on the rock there on Bandera Road, and uh, I saw the church, and I said, you know, I'm going to come visit that church Wednesday night. Well, when I came and visited the following Wednesday, as soon as I sat down, the Lord told me, he said, this is your home church. And I had thought I had home churches before. Hmm. I never experienced that before. So I stayed there uh, for over 12 years, and early on as I was there, the pastor and his wife said they would like to have a Bible institute in the church. That's where that developed. So I said, I'll go out and I'll find it and I'll, I'll get it going. Well, I did. I found it. I got my associate's and bachelor's degree, and I brought that back to the church. And I says, we can have a Bible institute. I can teach that here. So we started there. The first year we had 96 people in attendance. We graduated over 77. And we've been doing it off and on throughout the years ever since then. And we'll be starting that again later this month. You went from an associate pastor in, in some respects there at Church on the Rock to the Lord speaking to you and saying it's time to launch Believer's Family Worship Center. Now, there are probably a lot of details in between there, but just getting to that place where you are stepping out in faith to launch a new work. Can you tell us a little bit about your experience with that? How, how did the Lord speak to you, and what was the, the charge he gave you to step out and begin this work, Believer's Family Worship Center? In that call to begin the Bible Institute and, and walk out my calling there at uh, Church on the Rock in San Antonio, as I did that, my wife and I were totally, completely faithful to that church, and, and that's where we would go. That that was the place that we thought we would be there until the Lord came back. Sure. But as things changed and circumstances arose and, and didn't, uh, the Lord finally said, it's time for you to go. It's time for you to leave. And we didn't leave with the intention necessarily of starting a church. We left because God said, your time is done here. You're released. So I went in one morning. I says, I resign. I'm done. Uh, thank you very much. And didn't really know what God had planned for us. Well, we ended up with several people at our home the following week asking, when or where's church going to start? And we said, we hadn't planned on starting a church. So it kind of just uh, turned into that. 
And uh, I had I had registered the name Believers Family Worship Center beforehand because I knew it was coming sometime in the future. I just didn't know it was coming then. So we, the Lord kind of sprang it on us and said, okay, it's time. Let's get going. <laughs> He's got a way of doing that, doesn't he? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I, I have a, a favorite saying that I've said a lot of times that the Lord promotes us to our next level of incompetence. So <laughs> yes. Sometimes he I gets, fit that category. Yeah, he gets, he gets us out of our comfort zone, doesn't <laughs> yes. he? We're talking with Pastor Lupe Gallardo of uh, Believers Family Worship Center. And Pastor Lupe, let's go a little bit now to, to your ministry and your church there. I was on your website looking through some things, and, and I love a, a statement there. You said, faith, confession, the authority of believer of the believer, deliverance, and divine healing are just a few of the areas that you teach. Now, can you take us through a few of those faith confession, the authority of the believers. You, you touched a little bit on deliverance already and divine healing. Uh, you don't have to touch on all those, but just as as a, a core uh, core belief system or, or some foundational doctrines, can, can you take us through how you exercise those at Believers Family Worship Center? Sure, I can. And that's, uh, that's my passion. That's exactly where I live. Uh, let's talk about faith and confession. The Word of Faith movement in, in the in the church community has uh, come at the believers from many different aspects and promised many different things. The way I teach faith and confession is Romans ten seventeen tells us that if you hear the word of God, your faith is going to grow. So I don't teach uh, name it and claim it. And if you just say it a few times, sure. you're going to materialize something there. <laughs> no, the word of God tells us that if you hear the word of God, that your faith is going to grow in that area. Right. So when I teach faith and confession, I tell people to find a scripture that will remedy the problem that they may have in their life, then personalize that scripture to themselves, and then to read the scripture, to stay with that scripture, meditate on it. Let it go from your head to your heart. For the people that know me, they, they know I always say it has to go clunk. Mm-hmm. It has to go from your head to your heart. And once it becomes your scripture... Once it becomes real to you, then rhema takes place. And then when you speak, you will actually begin to change your circumstances and change the things that happen. That's really powerful, Pastor Lupe. You know, I think that's something that maybe we don't we don't fully grasp a lot of times in the church as believers, that piece of meditation. We tend to relate that to some sort of Eastern mysticism yes. or some sort of new age, new age uh, uh, issue. But I mean, the Bible says over and over, it talks about meditation. And I, I, I heard someone say one time that if a word does not become rhema, then yes. it just becomes religion. Yes. And I, I think that happens a lot in the church. So I'm, I'm glad to hear you do that at Believers Family Worship Center. Amen. What about uh, the authority of believers? Well, when, when Jesus died on the cross, Uh, I I love to talk about Jesus Christ and him crucified because that's where everything got its start. That's where everything was settled. When Jesus said, it is finished, I think the believer really doesn't understand what took place. When he said, it is finished, he set things in motion, he stopped certain things, and the New Testament or the New Covenant was started when he died. So so in that uh, crucifixion of, of Christ and him crucified, when uh, when Jesus came and he he met and talked and walked and talked with the disciples and said, "You go 
into all the world, preaching, laying hands on the sick, casting out demons, doing everything that he did. He transferred his authority to us. So we can walk in that same authority as believers. We're the seed of Abraham. We're joint heirs with Jesus Christ, an heir of Almighty God. And God has given us that level of authority to establish his word. But we only need to do what he tells us to do and what we've seen him do, just like Jesus did. That is exactly what Jesus did, isn't it? He just said that I just do whatever I see my dad yes. do. And uh, I think we need to we need to engage in that same sort of ministry. Now, Pastor Lupe, at Believers Family Worship Center, are there – any specific set of, of core values or uh, kind of a, a, the heart behind the doctrine? You know, there obviously you have the, the doctrinal statements and, and the different things that we've been talking about. But what about maybe the character of the church, kind of the, the core values behind how you guys go about? Now, we obviously I can see from <clears throat> the name of the church, Believer's Family Worship Center, there, there's maybe something there. Can you give us a, a little bit of a of a synopsis of of what the heart behind the ministry is as far as core values is concerned. Yes, I'd be happy to. Uh, one of the main things at Believer's Family Worship Center, uh, after being a Christian for almost 32 years now, uh, as we all have, we've seen a lot of different churches. We've seen a lot of believers. We've seen a lot of pastors. We've seen a lot of situations throughout uh, the Christian world. And, and what the Lord has, has told us, we don't want to be just like any other church on the corner. If all we're going to do is have church like everybody else, there's really no need for us. All we need to do is just find a church and go to church somewhere. But what we want to do is bring forth the integrity and the morality of the Word of God. There's, there's a lot of stuff uh, going out. There are, a lot of, there are a lot of situations in many different ministries and we want to be a ministry that ministers to the heart of the family, helps people get closer to God, be able to hear the Holy Spirit, to be able to walk in the victory that God has for us. He didn't put us here to walk, uh, as we used to say it in the Navy, sick, lame, and lazy. He wants us to be victorious <laughs> right. and to be able to walk every single day in his presence and following what the Holy Spirit tells us to do. Now, Pastor Lupe, you mentioned a key thing there about uh, the family and the family seems to be something in the church at large that uh, that can be easily overlooked at times. You know, we walk into to Sunday morning and and kid A goes this way and kid B goes this way and mom goes this way and dad goes that way and uh, and then at the end of service we put them back together and send them out the door. But uh, as a, as a result, something that's that's happened often in the church is we're losing our young people or we're losing our families or we've we uh, morality issues or or sin yes. creeps in yes. how do you how do you at believers family worship center synergize the family and like you said minister to the family to help strengthen that unit that then in turn strengthens the church we have taken a stand that we will not compromise the word of god at any cost whether there's 20 of us there or 500 of us there, we will not compromise the Word of God. I don't know if, the, if many in the body of Christ know the history of the church, but one thing in the history is it didn't start out with Sunday school. It didn't start out with the class for the little ones and the medium ones and the, and the youth. <laughs> it didn't start out everybody right. separated. It started out with everybody in the same room. Where that causes problems is, 
we have to uh, monitor our children. We do. And if uh, if a person speaks up and says, uh, you know, we're, we're doing this right now, get the kids to settle down, people get offended at that. What we do is we have the whole group of everybody that's in the church come together once or twice a month to come in, everybody in the church at the same time, and we minister to them. In this day and age, even in our small church, we have people sometimes that say, well, I think that they need that time back in the back with uh, uh, the youth pastor or the kids' ministry leader, that kind of thing. But what I'm finding so often uh, in churches in different situations is sometimes if they don't have a lesson, they just go play games. And that doesn't happen in our church. Our, our ministry people in the back are seasoned, and they know about Jesus Christ. They walk with the Lord, and they teach the people about Jesus Christ and him crucified and that they can have authority. And what we do is we have the same message, whether it's for the seniors or for the toddlers in the nursery. They are all being taught the same message because we're not trying to do lights, smoke and mirrors to get the youth to come in, hip-hop or this other kind of music that they want to do to get the youth to come in because that will stop. That will go away. What they need is a touch of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And once the Holy Spirit touches them, no matter what their age is, then they've connected to God, not this other smoke and mirrors that a lot of churches do. That's very true. Pastor Lupe, at Believers Family Worship Center, one of the things you mentioned is about your Bible Institute. Yes. Can you give us a little more information about that? Why is that important, and, and what exactly do you guys do there? When, when we teach the Bible Institute— uh, we take anywhere from uh, six to eight months, for example, to do our associate program. And we teach on, on many different things. We teach on things like from uh, uh, regeneration, being born again. We teach about prayer, praise and worship, fruit of the Spirit, the oneness of God, being guided uh, by the Lord, again, the, the authority of the believer, these kind of things. What we do is we take each one of those subjects. There's 12 of them all together. Sometimes I throw in a little extra because that's just where it's going. <laughs> right. But as we teach those 12 different courses, we take our time with that. I ask the class, I says, now we can rush through this and get it all done, or would you like to take our time and see what God has for us? And invariably, they always want to take our time. That's why we have a an open-ended uh, time frame for our for our Bible study programs there at the Bible Institute. Now, Pastor Lupe, something else we were talking about before we came on air was about life circles and life circles of influence, uh, that that's something you guys really engage in at Believer's Family Worship Center. Can you give us some more details about that as well? Sure. Let me do this. Uh, life circles at Believer's Family Worship Center, they're designed to enable a believer to develop their relationship with the Lord and to learn to clearly hear his direction for their daily walk as a victorious individual. That's what we we get everybody to do and try to get everybody to understand. What we have is um, uh, the life circles of influence. We come together, we form a circle, and maybe I'll have a scripture to talk about that evening, maybe not. And what we'll do is we'll ask the people, how did you hear God this week? And in that, people will speak up, and, and most of the time somebody else will say, wow, that's happening to me. I didn't know I was hearing God. So what we're doing is, is we're sharing our experiences, the rhema time that we have with the Lord, and as we share that back and forth over Scripture, talk about it, and in prayer, what we do is we find that people can connect to that, and they really realize that they have been talking to God. They have been hearing God. They just didn't realize that that's what was happening. 
So the importance there of Life Circles at Believer's Family Worship Center is hearing God. Yes. So if someone right now is hearing God, that there's, the Lord is telling them, you really need to go check out Believer's Family Worship Center. You need to go meet Pastor Lupe Gallardo. When could they come to a service? Uh, our services are at uh, uh, 1030, the church service. We have a uh, we have Sunday school at nine thirty to nine forty five. We start our regular service, the general service at ten thirty, praise and worship, get into the Word, and then on Tuesday nights we have uh, we have uh, intercessory prayer at five thirty. Seven o'clock we when we start uh, life circles of influence at seven o'clock. Say that again. On Tuesday nights we have intercessory prayer that begins at five thirty. Then at 7 o'clock in the evening, we do Life Circles of Influence, and that's when we sit and we talk about everything. Wednesday night, we have our uh, kind of an open-ended Bible study. We have praise and worship, and then we, uh, we have a message that we bring forward. But what we do is we try to do it like they did church in the early days. One has a song. We did this last night. One has a song. One has a song. One has a word. Maybe somebody gets up and they share what God has done for them. We had a lady last night speak about how God showed her something in the world in the word. A lady last night that showed it. We had a lady last night that shared with us how God showed her something in the word and really set her free, changed her life. I might even be asking her to teach a little bit on that. Well, that sounds like powerful time. We want to encourage you to to check out Believer's Family Worship Center. And if you can remember the name, Believer's Family Worship Center, <laughs> then you can find them on the web because it's abbreviated at BFWCSA, Believer's Worship, Family Worship Center, San Antonio, BFWCSA.org. And you can find them there. You can find out about all the services that Pastor Lupe's uh, mentioned. You can find out about the Life Circles of Influence. You can find out about the Bible Institute. And we want to encourage you, if you don't have a home church, go check out Believer's Family Worship Center and see if you can get plugged in, and and they'll help introduce you to uh, to the Word and to the Lord. Is that right, Pastor Lupe? Amen. We're there for you. That's our whole purpose of being there, is to do what God wants us to do, hear what he says, move forward in the things. We're in the last days. Yes. Well, Pastor Lupe, we want to thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, thanks for taking the time. Thank you very much for having me. And on behalf of AM630 KSLR, we want to thank you for being with us and listening today. And we want to encourage you to stay in the Word and keep listening to the Word right here. The Word in South Texas, AM630 KSLR. Thank you for joining us today as we featured the AM630 KSLR Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you've got a chance to get to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you would like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at kslr.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.